seven, Stan Phillips. Good morning, Met fans, and happy Monday to you. Well, we're at the break. If you had asked me before all this started, this season started, that we'd have the record we have now in the position of standings we're in right now, I'd be a very, very happy camper. So guess what? I am a very, very happy camper. However, the Mets did end their impressive first half on a low note with the loss to the Cubs. And let's be honest, it's tough to sweep any team, especially on the road, four games. So even though it wasn't the way to conclude a successful road trip, it did conclude an impressive first half. But somehow the Mets got there Sunday, leaving the Cubs in the game long enough to steal one against a bullpen that mostly has served the team well. Let's be fair, the bullpen has done a good job this first half. But Drew Smith surrendered two runs in the eighth inning, and the Mets' bats never responded on a dreary afternoon in a 3-2 loss to Cubs at Wrigley Field. The Mets have won three or four games in the series and finished 5-2 and two on a trip that included a stop in Atlanta, so I consider that a success. But they missed an opportunity to widen their lead on the Braves before the All-Star break. As it stands, the Mets' NL East lead is two and a half games, and manager Buck Showalter's crew owns the NL's second most victories with 58. Showalter even said, I knew coming in it was going to be a challenging trip. I feel like a lot of adrenaline would carry us through Atlanta. This would be a challenge. I am really proud of coming in here and winning two of two series on the road. This time of year, when everybody's tank is challenged, I was really proud of everybody. Francisco Endor also pointed out to the big picture. Endor says, I'm happy. A lot of guys are healthy, and the ones that are not healthy, it seems they are coming back. We played good ball in the first half and showed a lot of professionalism. A lot of days that we bounced back well, so I'm very pleased with the way we played in the first half. Now, Nico Horner delivered an RBI single against Smith. That was the Cubs' third hit of the inning to bring in the go-ahead run in the eighth inning. Christopher Morell and Wilson Contreras singled in timeout Boston here, Monday morning Tai Tung here, singled in succession to begin the rally for Ian Happ's dribbler to the mound brought in the tying run. It was a third shaky outing and six appearances for Smith, who entered with a 5.40 ERA in July. So it's been a rocky road for Drew in July, but he has such a lively arm that he will bounce back. I guarantee it. Smith said, we lost. It sucks, but I think I have had worse outings this year. I thought I executed some pitches, and off the bat, I thought I had a double play ball on Contreras. We had a little shift on, which happens. You get outs from that, and you give up some hits from that. It's frustrating, but at the end of the day, I thought I executed better than any other outings where I pitched well. Now, David Peterson, possibly his last turn in rotation for DeGrom returns to claim his spot, allowed only an unearned run on three hits and three walks with eight strikeouts over five innings. Peterson has a live arm, and I'm really impressed, especially with a slider. Now, it came five days after Peterson handed the Braves over five and a third innings, allowing only two runs. The left-hander has pitched to a 3.24 ERA, helping to solidify rotation that lost Max Scherzer for nearly seven weeks and still hasn't seen DeGrom who may, may return as soon as next Sunday. Now, the Mets stole a run the first inning on a botch play by Horner at shortstop. With two outs and Jeff McNeil with the plate, when Dorr got picked off first, 
and waved starling Marte on third toward home plate. Horner took the throw from Frank Schwindel and glanced home as Lindor danced around him. Both runners were safe and Marte was credited with the Mets' first steal of home since April 6th of last year. And that one was credited to uh, Kevin Pillar. Now, Pete Alonso's boot RBI single in the fifth gave the Mets a 2-1 lead, and Brandon Nimmo walked a Marte single to begin the rally. Alonso hit a pop-up with two outs that turned around first baseman Schwindel and landed in shallow right field. The RBI was Alonso's 78th of the season, extending his pre-All-Star break club record. What a first half for the polar bear. Now, Eduardo Escobar misplayed Schwindel's grounder that should have been a double play to end the fourth. The arrow loaded the bases for Peterson walked Patrick Wisdom to tie it 1-1. Peterson escaped without further damage, but threw 21 additional pitches than he would have if Escobar fielded Schwindel's grounder cleanly. Now, the Mets erupted for eight runs on Thursday against the Cubs, but scored only eight other runs in the ensuing three games combined. Now, the wind was blowing in a Wrigley. There were a lot of shots that died and sometimes didn't even reach the warning track when you thought they were going out. So that had a lot to do with it. Uh, they played Atlanta well, and they came in here and played well also. Didn't get a lot of hits. Like I said, the conditions in Wrigley weren't ideal for hitting. However, I am happy with the way they turned it around and won the games. That's what counts. W's on the board. And the Mets got a lot of those W's in the first half of the year. Now, as far as the All-Star game, the All-Star break, it looks like Starling Marte will not be going to the All-Star game. They'll have one less player representing them when the game is actually played tomorrow. He was replaced by Dodgers' Freddie Freeman, who really deserves to be on the team. Now, he wasn't picked with the originals. It befuddles me, but I guess there's a lot of good first basemen this year on the NL squad. Now, there was no reason why, as to why Marte was uh, withdrawn from the game. He will be inactive. He won't be in uniform. He had been nursing a groin injury last week after exiting the Mets' win over the Marlins on July 9th. He underwent imaging after the game and was considered day-to-day -day missing the Mets' next four games. He returned on Thursday and played all four games on his team series with the Cubs in Chicago, going 2-for-4 at the plate and stealing home in the Mets' 3-2 loss on Sunday. The first-year Met put together a strong first half and earning his second career nod to the Midsummer Classic, slashing 292, 343, 458, with nine home runs, 41 RBIs, and 11 stolen bases. Marte's withdrawal opens the door for Freeman to play in his home ballpark, becoming the sixth Dodger named to the game. He joins Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, Trey Turner, and Mookie Betts. Dodgers are well represented this year. In his first year in LA, Freeman is hitting 321, 397, 530, with 13 homers and 59 RBIs. His 114 hits lead Major League Baseball, and it will be his sixth consecutive uh, sixth all-star appearance total so congrats to freddie on replacing starling Marte. now with the whole thing with uh jacob de coming back i guess david peterson's a little unsure of his role with the mets uh he's not sure what his next assignment will be but it looks like he is ready to do whatever the mets plan uh the mets could option peterson to triple a syracuse or keep him in the bullpen and Peterson realizes they all want Jake back. They all want him healthy. That's the most important thing. Uh, so that's good uh, by David Peterson. But you can't neglect the fact that he's pitched with 3.24 ERA and 15 appearances for the Mets this season. 
uh, it gave him seven or more strikeouts in only six straight games. And in mid-history, he joined David Cohn, Dwight Gooden, Jacob DeGrom, Johan Santana, John Matlack, Noah Syndergaard, Nolan Ryan, Pedro Martinez, R.A. Dickey, Sid Fernandez, and Tom Terrific Seaver among the Mets who accomplished the feat. Now, I guess Showalter's going to wait until later in the week before announcing the Mets' second half rotation. I guess it all depends on how DeGrom feels after his simulated game on Tuesday. Now, the Mets are discussing July 24th and 26th as possibilities for DeGrom to return from the injured list. But the possibility of the right-hander needing additional rehab start hasn't been ruled out. Now, Taiwan Walker returned to New York uh, Saturday following an examination for an examination. Uh, he is on track to take his next turn in rotation following the All-Star break. And we need a healthy Taiwan Walker. If you remember last year, he fell apart after the All-Star break in his All-Star appearance. Now, he allowed one run over six innings in Game 1 of a doubleheader Saturday. As far as the injuries are concerned, Thomas Nito received an MRI exam on his left forearm before Sunday's game. It's unclear how Nito injured the forearm, but Showalter didn't believe the catcher was dealing with anything significant. But Showalter, who still hasn't received any info on the MRI after Sunday's game, said Nito was only available off the bench in an emergency. Dominic Smith will receive further testing on his right ankle during the All-Star break. Smith twisted the ankle while retreating to second base in Game 1 of Saturday's doubleheader and he's expected to receive an MRI exam. And it's not only the players, it's the Met coaches. Met first base coach Wayne Kirby will undergo a medical procedure during the All-Star break and will likely be absent from the team for at least a few games of the second half of the season. So it's not only the players, folks. Even the, the coaching uh, staff sometimes gets a little hurt now and then. Now, of course, last night was the MLB draft, and the Mets picked a catcher, a shortstop, two of the most vital positions in on the baseball field uh, and very high on both of them. And scouts, experts, draft analysts, they're all high on the Mets pick. We'll see what happens. Now, with two of the top 14 picks in the ML draft, the first one because they did not sign <laughs> number 10 pick Kumar Rocker last year, who was actually picked for number three this year in the three spot. The Mets selected Georgia Tech catcher Kevin Parada with the 11th pick and high school shortstop Jeff Williams at number 14. With their second round pick, number 52 overall, the Mets drafted Tennessee right-hander uh, Blake Tidwell, followed by prep outfielder Nick Morabito at number 75, who was a compensation pick for Noah Syndergaard declining their qualifying offer last season. Now, this is a chance to revitalize the farm system, and that's been a key thing with Cohen taking over as the leader of the entire franchise. Uh, the Mets want to be competitive up on, up on the big league level and have a lot of prospects at the minor league level. So it gives them a chance to refine the system, and uh, this draft with four big picks in the first two rounds should really help the Mets as far as that's concerned. Now, Parada was ranked as the number six draft prospect by MLB.com, number four by ESPN, and number seven by The Atlantic, and he's known for his bat. In 60 games as a sophomore at Georgia Tech this spring, the right-handed hitter batted 361 with 26 homers and a 1.162 OPS. The six-foot-one, 197-pound backstop was named the 2022 Buster Posey Award winner as the top catcher in baseball. And it's funny because Parada grew up watching Posey and Real Muto. 
They're obviously doing it at the highest level in the best way possible. So that's Parada's goal, he said. And uh, he plays the same position as Francisco Alvarez. Could, this could get interesting. It was a long way before they could potentially cross paths and it would be a great problem to have for the organization down the road. So we'll see what happens. The more the merrier, I always say. The more talent you have at any position, the better it is. And the 18-year-old Williams was ranked the, the 21 best prospect by MLB.com, 14 by ESPN, number 11 by Athletic. Uh, he was committed to Mississippi State, but the Mets will look to make sure he never gets there. Williams is uh, diminutive. He stands 5'8", 175 pounds, and he is known for his right-handed swing, contact skills, and speed. He plays the game right, fundamentally sound. He plays with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, being an undersized guy. Uh, he's the type of player that feels like he has to prove everybody wrong. Some people would even say he's scrappy. Uh, he just likes to do the little things right, running out balls, running out fly balls, and that's so refreshing to see in any ball player. He has good bat, bat discipline, and he has good bat-to-ball skills, so it'll be interesting watching his progress. And he said that he grew up following players like Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and Mookie Betts. Good players to indeed follow and watch. Now, assuming the Mets are able to sign them, Prada and Williams should deliver much-needed replenishment to the organization's farm system. While well, the team currently boosts four prospects, I'm MLB.com's top 100 list. The Mets have a top-heavy system, and three to last four first-round picks are not in the organization. Rocker went unsigned. Outfielder Pico Armstrong was dealt to the Cubs for two months of Javier Baez, and outfielder Jared Klenick went to the Mariners for the Edwin Diaz Cano blockbuster. Because of the additional first-round pick this year, the Mets had the third-highest bonus pool in the draft, with $13,955,700 at disposal, allowing them flexibility, especially with five picks in the first 90 selections. So overall, it looks like it was a good draft for the Mets, and that's something they really, really need. Uh, so we'll see what transpires. It'll be interesting following these guys along the way. It's funny, though, that Kumar who the Mets passed on last year, ended up being a number three pick in the draft. The Texas Rangers went and grabbed them. So now they have the two Vanderbilt guys, uh, Jack Ryder and Kumar. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can reunite and become a force in the major leagues. Uh, but good luck to Kumar. Things happen. Uh, he signed with the independent Tri-City Valley Cats in May and gave the scouts another look. And in five starts, he posted a 1.35 ERA striking out 32 and walking only four in 20 innings. So it'll be interesting following him. And it's just ironic that him and Wider are going to be 1-2 maybe down the road for the Rangers after they were 1-2 in Vanderbilt. But we'll be keeping an eye on him. We'll never forget Kumar Rocker, that's for sure. Now, what do you think about this whole Juan Soto situation? I think you have to let the dust settle and see what goes on. It's always great, great, great to great, get a great superstar, but you don't want to weaken your farm system. If you have three starters in the farm system, like Beatty, Alvarez, Vientos, who knows who else, maybe you don't want to trade that and put all your eggs in one basket because those three guys could be solid at the positions they're going to play. And uh, you're making a big, big commitment no matter how good the player is over those years. And, and the Mets have committed themselves to not wanting to surrender major league talent. 
So it may be fool's gold to go for him. Uh, but I say if you want to sign him, wait two and a half years and see what transpires. Uh, you have to guarantee that you sign him. I'm not all gung-ho on getting uh, Soto under these conditions. But we'll see what happens. It's very, very tempting, that's for sure. But I do not, I do not want to give up the uh, prospects. I don't know how you guys feel. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> Life is tough, but it's tough to have these decisions, which are actually good ones to make, don't you think? Now it's time for a usual shameless plug for this podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe. We try to put one up as often as possible. Actually, we try almost every day, but sometimes we can't, but you'll be ordered every time we do have one coming up. And if you're not a member of the baseball group, New York Mets Baseball Way of Life, do check us out. Fun page, a lot of great interaction, a lot of great stuff. And sometimes we mention that stuff here. Like every day we have a Met Jeopardy and trivia question of the day. You'll want to check that out. Uh, always, they're always tough, uh, but it'll test your Met memory and your Met expertise for Jeopardy and Trivia. Now, would you like to know what the Met Trivia question of the day is? Okay, I knew we'd have some takers out there. Who's ready? Raise your hands. The trivia question is, what Met pitcher for the 62 Mets had four shutout wins? And today's Jeopardy. Two clues, as always, led the Mets in stolen bases with 14 in 2021. And he led the Met batters in strikeouts with 132 in 2021. We'll be back in a bit to let you know how you did on this. Uh, but let's talk about what's going on in the group itself. Like I said, we dug deep. I asked Juan Soto as a Met, what do you think? And we got a lot of good answers. Michael Reibman said, I think people want to trade Alvarez and Beatty for him out of their minds. Dan Wiener said, why not? They have prospects who are now blocked by player dollars. Easier to add one biggie. Uh, James Cartusiello said, time to make a trade for a DH. Ilio Forcina said, would be awesome. Ron Davis, rental, but no $500 million. Too much for anybody. Marty Rose says, never happened within the division. George Dewey, absolutely awesome. Dave Brennan says he's hitting 247. No thanks. Ron Kaplan chipped in with, I'm starting to think that collusion among owners wasn't totally a bad idea. These sours are absolutely ridiculous relative to the contributions athletes make to society. Alan Mitchell said, so would be DH or Nimmo. Because Kana can't DH, but you can move Marte to center with his speed. Daniel Afriel says, disaster waiting in the wings. No way, no how. So differing opinions, as to be expected. But we'll see what happens. Then we know that on this date in 2021, a very strange play takes place in the first thing of today's game between the Mets and the Pirates. With the bases loaded, Kevin Newman hits a slow dribbler down a third base line, and Mets pitcher Taiwan Walker Touches it in foul territory to ensure it's a foul ball. Or so he thinks. 
However, he pushes the ball towards the Pirates' dugout. Home plate umpire Jeremy Riggs rules it was in contact with the line when it was touched, so now it's a fair ball. All three runners score, while Walker, catcher Thomas Nito, and third baseman J.D. Davis stand around not knowing what to do, and no one bothers to retrieve the ball. Manager Louis Rojas is then ejected after he argues the call. Down 6 nothing after that inning, the Mets will rally to win the game 7-6. According to StatCast, Newman's ball traveled all of one foot. Strange things happen in the game of baseball. Then we gave a shout-out to Howard Johnson. Played with the Mets, played in major leagues from 82 to 95. Did you know that he was a two-time World Series champ, two-time All-Star, two-time slugger? 1991 home run champ and 1991 RBI leader in the National League. We all love Tojo. And now it's time to get to Met birthdays and transactions for this day. Who's ready for that? Okay, we got some takers. Uh, today, we celebrate the birthday of former Met player and manager Joe Torre, born this day in 1940. Joe's still going strong with Major League Baseball at the age of 81. Well, 82 now. Congrats on your birthday, Joe. Happy birthday to former Met coach Razor Shines. And happy birthday to Robert Gazelman, now a Chicago Cub, born this day in 1993. And on this day in 1966, the Mets signed, yep. Danny Frisella, the right-handed compliment to Tug McGraw in the Met bullpen back in the day. Happy birthday to all those fine, fine Mets. Now we're going to go in there and give you the answers. The answers to the Jeopardy and trivia question of the day. Let's start with the Jeopardy. Led the Mets in stolen bases with 14 in 2021. And he led the Mets in batters and strikeouts with 132 in 2021. The correct answer is, who is Jonathan Villar? Congrats to our good friend, John Tierney, on being the first to get that one right. And today's trivia question was, who led the Mets in shutouts in 1962 with four? Why, it was none other than Al Jackson. Al Jackson, yes indeed, great left-handed pitcher for the Mets, and John Tierney was the first one to get that answer right. Well, there's no Met game to talk about tomorrow. Uh, we'll try and put something up tomorrow. Maybe talk about Pete Alonso, the home run derby. While we get the chance, let's wish Pete the best of luck and health in that derby. And maybe it'll be a three-peat. You say that three-P-E-A-T or three-P-E-T-E. -E. Whatever it is, let's hope he does well. Again, thanks for listening. Really, really do appreciate your support. And... Let's go Mets, and we'll talk soon. Take care, everybody. Enjoy your Monday. It's going to be hot in the New York area, so stay cool. You guys always are. Take care. Bye-bye. Meet the Mets. Meet the Mets. Step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies. Bring your wife.
Step right up and greet the Mets. 